guys it's your girl self we are back at it this week with another episode and i have two of the very special important people that are part of my life called family here would you guys like to introduce yourself i just found out i'm important and special so i'm in shock all right so we have my (laughs) we have the entrepreneur of the family the business owner of the family the ceo of the family and we have my cousin rochelle here as well in other words twin say hey (laughs) That is the sweetheart of the family with a little side of, you know, tigerous ways. But I do podcasts that they did not have no idea about. They don't even know the questions that are going to be discussed for today. So everything is all in shock. So this is the raw and uncut version of their responses. All right, yeah, so we have some questions. Well, I have some questions for them. And like I said, this is going to be a raw and uncut response because they have no idea that I created these questions. They don't know what they're about. They just know that they had to be here at a certain time to respond to whatever that I was planning on doing. So anyone can answer these questions, but I definitely want the raw version of both of you guys' responses. So the first question is, what does love look like for you? Love looks like for me. Well, that is a hard question because I never got love right in the past. Okay. So I'm not sure if I don't know what love looks like for me because I didn't understand love or if I was in the wrong relationship because I did understand love and they weren't reciprocating the love that I knew I deserved. Because as I'm reflecting to learn and grow, I really want to understand this word love and I want to understand the action around love because everyone says it. But when I look around and I see so many unhappy individuals in relationships, I say, why, why do so many people like force themselves to be in something that they're not happy, that they're not happy in instead of just going out and saying, well, this is what I know happiness feels like. And I'm not going to stop until I have this feeling. So I don't know what's right and what's wrong. Okay, good answer, good answer. What do you feel like if you say you don't know technically since you haven't really experienced it, what do you feel like love feels like? Like, what is that feeling for you or what does it look like for you if you give a validation? Sure. It's an instant, like, energetic feeling. It's something that it's not tangible. You can't touch it. You can't see it. But you can feel it. And the reason why I say that you can feel it is because when I was, or I can't say when, because it's it's never gone away. 
the individual that I was strongly in love with and that treated me the same, it was always a feeling and it was always actions behind it. The back and forth that we did, it was always actions and I could always feel the feeling. So never being able to find that within another individual was very confusing and difficult because men will say and do the bare minimum, but the feeling wasn't there. And I'm like, so this isn't love because I felt, I felt it before. So am I supposed to find someone else to feel this with? Or am I supposed to stay and build and grow and learn this individual to continue that relationship with that person? Okay. Okay. See where you're going with this. I see where you're going with this. I can understand that. But if you think about it and the way I think about it is that we can never, we will never find the same love twice. Maybe we can Mm -hmm. find healthier love uh, from someone else, but we can't find the same love that a potential person has given to us before and a different person. Cause like it's different people. Mm -hmm. So we can just expect a certain type of way that they could love you that makes you feel that tingly or that energy or that vibe in some case, but not the same exact love from the previous person that you felt like this person, you know, I love, I like this type of love, you know? Mm. So what does love look like for you? Maybe just like support, like support within, you know, things that I'm trying to accomplish and do and not necessarily having to ask someone for help but just knowing that they're there to support I won't say like providing you something before I ask for it because I I don't need a mind reader but just knowing that you know if I'm in need of something I'm not waiting to receive by asking for it I guess okay so you don't expect them to be a mind reader but no and if I could give a visualization for that, like, let's say if you're bleeding, you would expect them to give you a Band-Aid, not just look at you, basically, but not technically read your mind that you would need a Band-Aid. Right. Okay. You can see that. These are all, see, now some of these questions are focused on a little bit love since we are in the month of love, but this is just a perspective from family, like what they feel like that is for them. So next question, do you believe in love at first sight? Love at first sight. If I were younger... Like the younger me would say, yes, I don't believe in love at first sight, but I believe in connection at first sight, just because now that I'm older, love is something that you really have to grow in understanding of one another, for me at least. I think you can definitely have that spark and those strong feelings of connection with someone, but to really love them you're also having to understand what you're willing to accept and not accept out of someone. And you won't get that from a first glance. So now you would say that you don't, you don't believe at love at first sight, but you do believe in like maybe uh, of a connection or a type of spark at first sight. Yes. Okay. I like that. Jeff, what about you? Do you believe at love at first sight? I actually agree with Shell. I believe in the the connection okay. because it's for my experience personally, it's happened to me twice. And then once the connection happened, that's when you have to grow, learn, accept or what you're not going to accept when it comes to love, because love is action. It's, it's not a word. It's not, 
the the I love you is so um it's so misunderstood, I feel. It's an action. It, it's a statement of action of what what we're going to do to keep this. There you go. What are you going to do to keep this strong and keep this alive? It's all action. But I do believe in that feeling that you have, that connection at first sight. Because from my personal experience, it's happened to me twice. Okay, now she now, now she keeping count, guys. She's keeping count. She's keeping record. She's keeping a point. But I agree, though. I agree. It's de- love is definitely an action word. Um, and love to everyone just looks differently. Um, everyone has a way that they they need to be loved, and everybody has a way that they want to be loved. And it's an action word. It's two people basically. If you see any marriage or any type of people that are in a relationship, it's two people choosing each other and saying like, "Yes, this is worth," you know, working towards. So yes, I I agree. Is it a, it's a action word? No matter if even if it's a four letter word, I agree. It's definitely an action word. Okay, another thing. So now we're gonna try to change it towards family. So what are three words do you think best describes our family? I definitely say two that I can think right off better, like strong. Well, I have my three: strong, resilient, and persevering. Okay, and w- what makes you pick those three words? For our family, you know, we are all products of parents or a parent, in my case, who has immigrated here to the U.S. And just having to leave your home, no matter what the conditions may have been, but having to leave a place that you're completely familiar with to a new place that you know nothing of what to expect, that takes so much strength and perseverance and resilience. Um, when I hear the stories of our grandparents, for me on, well, yeah, for me on my paternal side um, of how, you know, they survived and what they had to do to make sure that they could provide for their family. It's just a continuation of that strength, perseverance and resilience. And I think all of us have that, like Jeff Lee being this entrepreneur and stepping out and not being fearful of the unknown, but but embracing it and yourself the same, like wanting to pursue your nonprofit and making steps to do that. Like all of that is just a continuation of the strength, perseverance and resilience that I see within our family. For sure. For sure. I agree with you. And I don't know why she didn't give herself no credit or no props, but you're being resilient as well. Um, with stepping out and not really even knowing what that looks like for you because there was no blueprint for you going towards your master's. There's no, like, none of our parents or another part of our family have ever experienced that. And then now you decide to take this extra step and go towards your doctorates. Like, no one knows what that looks like. None of us knows what it feels like to be given the opportunity to, you know, to have the opportunity to get a doctorate or get a master or get a, even an extra degree. Like that takes years. That takes years to obtain. That takes focus. That takes determination and you doing it. So kudos to you as well. But Jeff, yeah. What are your three words that you think that best describes our family? Three words to describe our family. Um, I would say diligent. I would say grit. Cause I know that's where I get that from. And I would say spirit, spiritual. And what what made you get those three words? So when it comes to <laughs> the diligence, <laughs> <laughs> every single, well, let me not say every single, but the majority of our family, um, well, diligence and grit, I feel like that's kind of in alignment with each other. 
Do I need to pick a different word? No, no, no. That's fine. So, so when it comes to those two words, the nonstop, when it comes to the work ethic, the long hours, providing or providing, doing everything in their power to do what they can to provide for us. Although it's funny because at times we see it a different way because we live in America. So it looks different in our eyes and we forget that always ensuring that this child has a roof over their head, food on their table, food on the table for them to eat, clothes on their back, running water, like all the ensuring that a child has all the bare necessities when you don't know how to make a way in a country that's foreign to you is the maximum like gift that you can give to a child because working for the education system, I see the kids that go without, the parents that do give up. And say, you know, well, have the government figure it out. So we might not have the luxuries, but to have all the bare necessities and to see them work 12, 14, 16, 24 hour shifts just to provide us with those necessities because they don't have those same advantages. That's very strong diligence and grit. And then when it comes to the spirituality, although it looks different from, you know, family to family. I feel like everyone in this family is very spiritual and very connected with God in some sort of way, some way or some way, shape, form or fashion. It's, It's a strong covering over our family. We all have faith and we're all rooted within our faith. Yeah, I agree with that. Even though it may, like you said, even though it may look different across borders. Because you guys mm-hmm. are on the Florida end, and then we're in the Texas end, but still some shape or fashion, they decided to make sure that we were, we had some type of root that we could place, and that we can always go back to um, when it comes to our spirituality. So, okay. Our, there we go. Our belief system. Yes. Okay, yeah. I like that. I like that. Stop. All right, so our next question is, what was your biggest fear as a child? No, I was just going to say not being enough. Like, not doing enough, not accomplishing enough. I think that's something I probably still struggle with, honestly. <laughs> that sounds like, that's why I chuckled because I was like, oh, wow, I'm, I'm not the only one? Wow. <laughs> but where do you feel like that comes from, though? Do you feel like that comes from, like, having to feel like we're expected to do so much because of how far our parents came? Or is it just, is it, do you feel like that's something that's just being placed on yourself because of how hard you are on yourself? I think it's a mix of everything. I think it's also like parents having like these out of this world, high expectations for us. Um, You know, because we're here, they often feel like we we have to know the answers to everything because you're born in America. You should know. And it's like at the end of the day, no, you know, there are things I feel like even to this day that I'm expected to know. And some of it is if I don't, if I had not, self-taught myself some things or if I had not done my due diligence to research and really get a better understanding of things then I honestly would not have known them and some things I feel like if you really want a kid to know and maybe this is because I'm an educator you have to be the one to teach them or at least give them the steps for pursuing an education of whatever it is you want them to know but just because I'm blessed to be born in America doesn't mean I was downloaded with all of the information. 
in the world. <laughs> and I laugh because I think about them like when I was younger, we used to have the um, iPods or MP3 players where we would have to connect to computer to download the information. And I just think about us like as one of them, like we come out of the package or we come out of the wound freshly new. Like we only know, obviously we know that we're hungry, but we don't know what we're supposed to, you know, nourish our bodies with. We just know that, we just know that we're hungry. Or we know when we're sleepy because we just, you know, we may not work a nine to five when we're young, but we just know that we're tired. So not being shown that, I feel like that's what it felt like. It felt like we had to come out of the package or come out the womb, like already knowing two plus two, even though, you know, you have to go, you know, get to up that, get up to that stage, going through grades after grades, you know, being able to, so the teacher can teach you those things. And even if the teacher do teach you the things, unless you put what you learn into use or practice on it to practice and make perfect, you know, it's not like you can learn it and obtain it like right then and there. So I feel that. I like that. Jeff, what about you? How do you feel like <laughs> how do you feel like you balanced it in in that pressure of, you know, having that fear as a child? Um, well, my fear is is similar, but it's a little bit different though. Okay. Um, my fear and I still struggle with it as well to this day. It's similar. It was this fear of I'm I'm not going to find a way. Okay. Let me, I want to make sure I voice this properly. Um, okay. I'm not going to find a way to make, and I'm doing air quotes, make my parents love me. Wow. <laughs> because in my, in our upbringing, because you're around like all these American kids, these other, well, let me not say American, like these other culture kids, I keep seeing how their parents operated with them. And you're not supposed to compare but as a child all you know is what you see so you're like wait my parents don't do that wait my parents don't <laughs> act like that my mom doesn't say i love you and like these things weren't happening so in my head it was registering as oh my gosh they don't love you you need to make sure <laughs> you do everything in your power to make them love you and then everything i would do is like wait she's still not saying it she's still not doing it she's still like she's so mean it, it was like all these thoughts of what am i doing to what is causing her to not love me oh. why why is this happening if i if i'm doing everything i'm supposed to do if i'm helping as much as i can is there a reason why and then you just get older and, and you notice that oh it had nothing to do with you it has to do with their like own upbringing and like you find out all these things but as a child i was just obsessed with how do i make them love me yeah so picking back off of what you were saying jeff about like doing so much and trying to you know do all these things to appease them do you feel like that has changed you getting like now that you're older or do you feel like now that you're older and you see like, okay, it's because they didn't deal with their traumas. Let me not this, let this not affect me getting older. It's a work in progress. It's hard because to this day, I catch myself doing little things where it's like, look at what I'm doing. Look at what I'm doing. Look at what I'm doing. And when I don't get the response I want, I feel, I feel the hurt inner child. I can literally feel the hurt inner child crying and throwing the fit. And now I have to be the adult and be like, calm down. It has nothing to do with you. It's still a work in progress because, and, and I can use a re like a story or a shared experience from recently with, I just got some stuff delivered over to me and I was really excited. And right before showing my mom, I told myself not to show her because your feelings are going to be hurt when you don't get the reaction 
that you want. And I didn't listen, showed her, and my feelings were hurt when I didn't get the reaction. (laughs) So it's like this loop where it's like you have to break out of this cycle because it once again, it has nothing to do with you. It's, you know, it it just has nothing to do with you. So focus on what you're doing, do it and try to stop um i'm trying to get myself to stop like at every moment having to show my parents because i already know what those reactions are going to be like and it's not the reactions that you know i want yeah do you think that maybe they don't understand like the the bigness i guess of, of something like that because for them it's like if you haven't darn near broken blood sweat and tears in their mind like truly and physically to do something then it's like you haven't done anything you know well i i see what you're saying but both of my parents watch me get up and i say both of them because i work at my dad's shop so both of my parents watch me get up early to walk to the bus stop take the palm train where i need to go work with my business owners i'm leaving here five six in the morning coming home sometimes one two o'clock at night no sleep no eating and they're both saying you're crazy you're crazy you're crazy what are you doing like why are you doing this so i don't feel like it's not them not seeing me put the work in i just feel like it's not them understanding why i'm doing this why i'm pursuing it and i guess in their heads why isn't she just getting a job at this point Yeah, they don't get that. And I don't think they understand that as well, that it was easier for them to start a, a business back then because it is not so many other businesses that are similar or so many more people in the world now that has, you know, has that silver spoon put in front of them where they can just go out and do it without having to work for it. So maybe mm-hmm. they and then you being a female again, I know that sounds so like gender conformative, but they think of it as you're a, like you're a woman, like you're supposed to be doing wifely things like, you know, like. Oh, yes, absolutely. Working. Go get your nursing degree. Yeah. Go get your like, nursing degree and call it a day. Yeah. Go get a nursing degree and call it a day or like go be a doctor yeah. and call it a day. Like they don't see it as I'm, you know, doing these extra steps or putting in these extra miles in order for my future family or for me when I get older to be able to look at it and see like, okay, wow, like, look what I can do. And they don't understand the concept of a company, too, because mm-hmm. when I talk about paying a team, they're looking at me like, you don't even have a car and you're talking about paying other people. They're looking at me like, you know, you lost your apartment and you're talking about paying other people. So for them, it's just really and truly hard to gauge. Like, what are you doing? You're, 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 I, I just, I get where they're coming from. I understand their concerns. I understand it. And it's hard to explain it. Cause no matter how, how many times I explain it, they both just look at me like with this blank expression, like this girl has completely lost her mind. Mm. Or they'll probably give you that. Um, maybe you should go see a doctor. <laughs> like, absolutely. My mom looks at me and I constantly hear this. And she doesn't know how that affects me internally, although I I eat it and I don't say anything, but she doesn't know how it affects me when it's like, stop saying that to me because yeah. yeah. there's nothing wrong with me. It's just you don't understand this concept. Well, that's why it's good now that we're older right. to be able to build that own support system and build that own 
you know, that group of people that we know, like, you know, when you do have stuff like that come in where you can show them and you know that, okay, like, you know, that they'll support you or they'll be happy for your small wins and your big wins. I don't mm-hmm. think our parents don't see it as that because they're so used to working to live and not really enjoying what they do. So, mm-hmm. uh, so it's, mm-hmm. really, it's hard to be happy for things where you just, you know, where it's just like, you know, like, why are you showing me this? We all work, you know, even though you may see it like, oh, my God, I have my dream job. Like, I used to do what I love. But they're like, we all go to work. <laughs> we all work 12 hours. Sales. Like, this is normal to them. Yeah. Wow. Wow. That was actually very insightful. Yeah. I mean, think about it. None of our parents know what it's like to just rest at all, especially our fathers. None of them. Oh, none of them at all for nothing know what it's like to just take literally take a literal vacation and just step away and not even have their mind on work Mm. that's like unheard of because even when they're not in their natural environment of being able to work if they go somewhere as soon as they are like a phone call from someone their mind is already back at, at to what five million different jobs they're going to line up as soon as they get back to where they need to be to, to do it. Mm. They don't know what it is to relax. Like they don't know what it is because we're <laughs> such, they're such in a struggle mindset that if I'm missing out on a dollar, then I can't pay, I can't pay this or I can't help somebody else. And not really understanding like it's different now. We're not working. We're not working to live. Yes. We have to work in order to, you know, me, like make sure that ends meet, but now we're more so about enjoying life and enjoying what the things that life have to offer because we just never know when it's time for us to go. And we we don't want to miss out on our purpose. We don't want to make sure that oh we just, you know, like we didn't accomplish anything. And they're so used to just like, okay, another day at work. It could be a Sunday. They still going to work. Like, no, yeah, it's Sunday. Like some days you need to relax and some days you need to like, you know, do some self-care. Like, what are you doing for your self-care? <laughs> all right um i do have a question but no back to the love so we go back to the love scene. i'm not tripping okay but what do you feel like as your younger self what do you feel like the love that you feel like you needed to be maybe a stronger individual that doesn't feel like you know like how you guys said that you feel like your biggest fear as a child was to not meet up to the potential what do you feel like what type of love would your younger self need in order for you not to feel like that today it's a hard one I don't know if there's anything that I would have needed then because it wasn't until I was older, like mid twenties, late twenties, when I started like self discovery and kind of addressing own inner traumas that I was able to come to that conclusion of those feelings of not being like that, that being the root cause of things not being enough i i can say that growing up seeing like authentic affection has affected me like in relationships like crazy because not seeing it enough and not seeing it regularly it is like a weird concept to see people authentically affectionate with each other and then for me to be in a relationship and attempt to be authentically affectionate it takes a lot out of me to do that 
Man, I can see that. Like, even, like you said, like, you're not used to seeing it as younger. I don't think, but it's really hard. I'm not going to say I don't think parents understand that, but I'm going to say because they were just trying to make it and trying to make a difference from what their childhood looked like, that they really didn't understand or know how it would affect us as as being adults now in this generation, this day and age, to, like, not see the affection or not really to hear I love you, but, you know, now do it and you be like, what? What did you just say? like huh or like why are you touching on me like that's so weird and it takes so much out of you because you're not used mm-hmm. to like like bro stop touching me <laughs> like what you mean hold your hand why gotta hold your hand but like that's the affection that some people just need that you know that type of love language they need the affection but it does so much to you being older now because you're like yeah I, you know but love doesn't have a blueprint you know like we just kind of just go based off of what we see and then we're like okay I don't want my love to look like that. I want my love to look like this. But still, it's still like a a learning process. Because like you say, it's like a lot out of you. But I'm pretty sure it took some time for you to adjust to. But that doesn't mean you couldn't adjust to it, right? True. Jeff, what about you? Oh, I know exactly. For me, I know exactly what it is. Um, Affection and recognition. Really? Yep. And Jeff? affection and recognition i am overly affectionate overly affectionate because it's something i've always wanted so i love kids hug speak life into my nephews the children around especially when it comes to kids especially when it comes to kids i am overly affectionate to this day i struggle when i feel like i did all of this and i didn't get recognized and i know that's once again that comes from my childhood too because honor rolls, step team, every club you could think of, everything you could think of. I was doing it so that I could see my parents in the bleachers or I could see my parents like excited to see the certificates. Cheering you on. Yeah. <laughs> Cheering me on. It never happened. <laughs> yeah. So yep. like, hey, I have this going on. Are you guys going to come? Are you guys going to come? But once again, you're, I'm watching different type of cultures and households not understanding so one thing I didn't understand was this was not my reality. I just didn't get that as a kid. I just wanted it to be my reality. So it's like seeing that my best friend, her dad and her mom are always there for each ceremony or kids I know their parents are there cheering them on. I'm like, well, why isn't this my reality? But my reality was I have immigrant parents and my immigrant parents need to work. Yeah, they can't miss So that took me hour. getting, yeah, that took me getting into um probably like high school around high school where it's like oh they have to work like they can't come to this stuff because they don't have the 70 80k because now i'm starting to learn oh your parents have money we don't have that okay this makes sense this is why they're working long hours oh your parents are executives and um you know have degrees directors and yeah that okay my my mom makes 12 dollars an hour she has to work like this stuff started to make sense as I got older. Okay, you can't come to these things because the two hours that you would spend at that ceremony, that's that's two hours of that's going to be off of your paycheck that you need to pay that light bill. So as I got older and I started to understand there was a reason why, it was like, oh, okay. But then, you know, the, 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 the terrible thing happens where you just start seeking it and everything else. Wow. But definitely affection and recognition. Okay. Do you feel like these things that you've lacked as your younger self, do you feel like you're offering now that you have the ability and the sense to like know about these things? Do you feel like that you're offering those things to yourself as of right now? Now that you're older? Oh, yeah. 
I gassed myself up all day, every day. And my executive assistant actually taught me to look in the mirror every day before I leave and tell myself I'm a bad bee. <laughs> Yo, that's a song. Shout out to your executive assistant. We need people around our corners like that. We need people to remind us who we are whenever we forget, whenever we fall. Even though, you know, telling, telling us that we're a bad bitch, you know, that's... Sometimes we need that. Sometimes we need to be reminded of who we are because sometimes we start slacking on ourselves. Sometimes we forget, like our words, we forget who we are, where we come from. So, yeah. What about you, Michelle? You feel like you're offering yourself those things that you feel like you weren't really showing? No. <laughs> um, I really resonated, Jeff, when you were talking about, like, recognition. I can clearly remember being in middle school, having a solo, and I had gotten a solo just because I like had showed that I really liked the song we were singing. And I had literally had gotten it the day before the, the day earlier that day of the actual performance and expecting that, oh, wow, my parents are going to be so proud of me for doing this. And I was like, no. Nope. <laughs> and I can also remember um, when I was doing my graduate work for my master's, um, at this time, I was still living at home. And just like you, Jeff, like being up all night, studying, trying to crank out paper after paper after paper, project after project, still getting up to go to work, which I lived over an hour away from my job, coming home late from my job, getting back up that whole cycle and still being in school and doing it. Mm -hmm. And I'll never forget this um, teacher that I worked with, her room was across the hall from mine. And she just stopped me in the hallway one day and was just like, I'm so proud of you. Oof. And you hear I literally cried else. on my way home. Cause I was oh. like, that those are the words I wanted to hear. And I felt like God knew I needed to hear that, but it wasn't from who I was expecting to hear it from. Mm -hmm. So yeah. That that recognition, like I don't like to be publicly recognized. I'm just more so of a I'm gonna do what needs to be done regardless. Anyway, I'm trying not to like overstep boundaries and do things that others should be doing that they may or may not be doing, which is really hard for me. But I'm working on it. But yeah, just that recognition. Like when we went to Giovanni's engagement party, that was like a time that my dad had actually told me he was proud of me and it just came kind of like out of nowhere, you know, but just to hear it after so long was nice. That's why I'd be thinking about it. Cause I'd be like, I really be thinking about, it. I'd be like, bro, y'all couldn't say that before. Like y'all couldn't say that when I needed it at the time that I needed it. But I feel like we were, we, we can't really choose who our parents are, but we can choose like who we plan to be as a human or like what we take from them and use into this world. So, you know, like we take these things of what they were lacking and we look at, OK, like, how can I be a better person than what my parents were or, or how they taught me just so I can be a better human? And but sometimes I just be like, you couldn't say that when I was like in school working my butt off. You couldn't say that when I was over here, like falling asleep, trying to do a paper in the middle of the night. Like you couldn't say that you was part of me so I can keep on pushing. But I needed that in order to strengthen me and make me stronger because yeah, the world is not going to give you that, you know, no. like once our parents are gone, God forbid. But once our parents do go on, like we can't expect that from strangers, like 
there'll probably be a nice person in the world that will say something, but we can't really expect that from people outside. Like, you do good, they're going to expect you to do good because you don't want to go to jail. You do bad, you know, there's consequences. So, you know, maybe maybe we just kind of just been put in this place and to grow it and do better and set better examples for the, you know, the generations after us. I think one thing that did teach me, though, like you said, you have to take something from it. It taught me um, the beautiful thing that it taught me is to do it for yourself. That's that's the one takeaway I can say, because when I would come across people or say I would come across a situation and then the person is doing something for you, you're like, why you do it for yourself? And then I was starting to realize, oh, my goodness. When when you are so focused on looking like when you're so focused on trying to do it for this reason or that reason, that reason, you lose yourself when you could just be doing it for yourself for in, in, in like regardless, just do it for yourself yeah. and then give yourself your own um, accolades, give yourself your own recognition, give yourself your own trophy. So I feel like that's what that taught me. That was the takeaway that I got from it is okay. If you're not going to hear it from anyone else, do it for yourself. Because at the end of the day, like we're saying, it needs to be done. Yeah, that's true. It's the same thing when it comes to relationships. Like you can't expect for that person to constantly make you happy because that person may not always be there. So learn how to make yourself happy before you can even, you know, before you can even come into this thing where even if regardless if they leave or stay, you know that you're going to be happy. So, yeah, learning how to do stuff on your own, like learning to provide that comfort on your own, learning to provide that love for yourself. That's what it's all about. Learning to provide that, you know, that fear, answering that fear as a little child and just answering as an adult to provide yourself with that comfort. Like provide yourself with what you need, what you didn't get as a little kid, providing yourself now that you have the authority and the ability and the resources to do it now at an older age. That's what it's all about. All right, but y'all, I appreciate y'all tuning in. I appreciate, you know, my co-guests. I love y'all, I love y'all, I love y'all. I thank y'all, I thank y'all for joining me today. But to remember that you are beautiful, remember that you are kind, that you are cared for, that you are needed on in, in this world, that you are a light, and that you deserve <laughs> nothing but the best. So remember that, remind yourself that. And Sophie signing out. Guys, we signing out. Thank you for having me. Of Thank course, you for having Robert, me. Of course, Shell. All right, y'all, tune in, tune in, tune in to another episode with Self. Peace. Purchase your tracks today. Well, that can close this episode of Self. Yeah. Say it with your chest. Yeah. With your host, yeah. Self. Yeah. Hope you enjoyed the show. Yeah. See you next time. So say it with your chest. So say it with your chest. Say it with your chest. Yeah. Yeah.